So back after a weird couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I should get this out of the way first. <laughs> so someone <laughs> actually did email us. And oh. of course, <laughs> it's gonna be one uh, someone who is like one of our closest friends or at least one of my mm. closest friends a, w- the listener isn't going to be someone we don't know because naturally none of those people are going to email us <laughs> so like i put that question out there you know thinking i wonder if i'll hear from our listeners and my friend Jan <laughs> sends me an email saying mob psycho 100 <laughs> which is one of those th- it's like He's been asking me to watch that show for a while, so he's weaseling his way in to a space made not for him. But he's the only one who asked, so I guess now I'm obligated because I asked. We might uh, be obligated to at least uh, talk to that to to some length. So I'm I'm at least gonna watch the first season. And I mean, it's 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 good. It's good. That's so. what I hear. Um. Yeah, I watched the first episode a while back, yeah. and I really liked it. So, these 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 past couple of weeks have been weird. Like I've gotten electrocuted <clears throat> in that time. Uh, Do you know what electrocution the... means? Well, that's, sorry, it means I you died. Ele- <laughs> I, did, I didn't get electrocuted all the way. You got death. shocked. I got I got shocked. Yeah the uh, the freaking outlet that my desk is plugged up to now, um, the outlet was bad. And so there was, like, an electrical overflow that was somehow making it into my desk. <laughs> like, permeating through the desk. Which sounds so... like a video game hazard, where it's like, how is the turtle hurting me? I just touched it. I mean, like, it was, every time I touched the metal on my desk, it was like, it felt like my hand was going numb. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a passive it, you're just slowly being eroded away <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was definitely a definitely weird but i uh, got it fixed uh, all i had to That's do was good. change the outlet so you know now i'm not wait in, so it's an uh, outlet problem yeah i, I literally just like sw- switched out the little plugs uh you know did the electrical work and the the old outlet had to be the issue because it's not doing it anymore so my reaction would be to start checking every single cord to see which one was like exposed or something i i did oh yeah okay so you did get all your time wasted and oh my gosh like i was like what is freaking going on (laughs) i've Uh. checked everything why am i still being shocked (laughs) it was terrible but yeah that's solved now well that's good uh, my weird week mostly consisted of, uh, waiting for Decadence to release the sixth episode, the dub, I mean, which never happened. No, it didn't. So, even though we planned to talk about the first six, there are only five for us to talk okay. about. Uh, the whole sub has been out for a while, but since the dub was coming out on a weekly basis, I thought, and I said this in the filler episode, in case anyone skipped that, I figured, okay, instead of talking about the whole show in one episode, we'll catch up to where the dub is right now, and then we'll Mm -hmm. follow the weekly release schedule. Mm -hmm. Of course, assuming that it would be a weekly release schedule, which it was at the time that I had that idea, and then Thursday came and went, 
and then all the way into Sunday night, and I was like, uh, episode six never came out. <laughs> so yeah, I, who knows what's going on there? Like, I, from what I understood, like Funimation at the beginning of all this, like you know, global pandemic and whatnot, like they had set up a lot of their like voice actors to work from home so that they could kind of maintain a schedule. But it does not feel like that. Uh, at no, all. they haven't. And I think they said that they were getting better. I don't know if they ever committed to it, but they have a a schedule that you can look at on their website. Uh, let me see what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the schedule. Mm-hmm. And it is so vague. <laughs> like and confusing and I do not understand it and it changes daily. So oh my God. I'm sure at some point this tab on the website was very useful, but has since mm-hmm. been uh made obsolete just from the situation. And as I'm scrolling, I'm trying to see if I can find when more decadence is gonna come out. Uh of course Every godforsaken isekai is being given uh, priority because that's Great. the trash genre of the day. Uh, of course, One Piece is not going to miss a week. Oh, yeah, no. That is that is a matter of course. One Piece has not skipped leg day in friggin' 20 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> One Piece is leg day. <laughs> One Piece is that thing that everyone's like, I mean... Maybe I should be watching it, but I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm scrolling through into November now, and I'm not seeing uh, any Decadence on here. But Mm -hmm. uh, Decadence wasn't on there before the fifth episode came out either. So, um, Are you you seeing listeners at all on there? I am not. I'm seeing Uh. something called King's Raid, which I was... Uh, thinking about looking at, and I learned it's an adaptation of a phone game, so I'm like, well, that's probably going to suck, but I'm at least Mm. somewhat intrigued by the way things look in the poster, but I'm not expecting much. Why why are phone games getting animes? Because they make enough money to where now the company that owns that IP can have a full-on multimedia marketing uh thing made around it kind of like uh okay. i mean you know uh, uh transformers was that kind of thing it's like well here's a toy that's been ludicrously successful so here's the cartoon actually no that was originally planned as a multimedia ip where it's like here's the mm-hmm. comic here's the show here's the toy even though you know it, it was by hasbro so the toy was the main thing but like it's it's so funny like thinking about <clears throat> things like that and then comparing that to modern day stuff whereas i feel like the standard of quality gosh i sound like such an old person when i say the no, standard yeah, go of quality for it. back then was better <laughs> well uh i i, I things were just done differently i'm not sure if it was the standard of quality i mean stuff like pop figures wasn't around so you know there were fewer things that were just awful and taking up space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I, I could say as far as like nerd culture, which nerd culture I've grown to despise because it's just, uh, 
um, it's adults with expendable income that are keeping children's things on life support, which should have already died off and been replaced by other children's stuff. Uh, like, I think I've said this before. I am in a in in a weirdly personal way uh, disappointed that Pokemon is still popular. Like Pokemon should have died off. Pokemon should have been a thing that uh, our generation enjoyed, and then this generation of kids should be into something else. <laughs> like. Yeah. And then, you know, bringing Dragon Ball back from the dead and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, like, as much as I got excited about seeing the teaser trailer, uh, Animaniacs coming back. It's like, shouldn't Animaniacs have just stayed that thing from the past? Just like Looney Tunes? Like, shouldn't that just stay where it, where it is? Yeah. I mean, it's not the same people working <laughs> on it. It puts you in this really weird position because, like, like you said, it's like, yes, I'm excited, but at the same time, it's like... Well, it, and it's also, it's not the same thing. So, like, you know, uh, right. you'll you'll be dealing with this soon enough, but mm-hmm. when you see something, and, this, and I know this because Bo deals with this, mm-hmm. when you see something and it's like, oh, that was my thing, I'll show my kid, but... It isn't your thing. It's new. It's new content. Yeah. So it isn't actually the same thing. So so when you show it to your kid, your kid isn't going to even be able to take it as this is the thing my dad liked. Yeah. It's going to be this is a new thing that's based off of something he liked, I guess. Whereas like yeah, and- when my dad shows me like a John Wayne movie. It's like, okay, well, this was the movie from them. But if me and him watch the remake of True Grit, it's not the same thing. Right, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, of course, there's millions of hours of mid-20s white dudes talking about sequels and remakes and reboots. But <laughs> it's, man, there's plenty of it out there. But I don't know. There, There's something incredibly uninteresting about it. And and it's uh, it's counterfeit, I guess is the yeah. right word. And I'm not saying Dragon Ball Super is necessarily counterfeit because it is a Toriyama, but mm-hmm. it is Dragon Ball Super made in a post Dragon Ball Z is the most popular thing of all time world. So that affects it, and it affects it in good ways. Like Dragon Ball Super tends to do better as far as writing, which he could have just rested on, on his laurels. But he actually tried to do better. But it still has this sort of ego about it, where it's like, well, I don't have to write character arcs for Goku or Vegeta because Goku and Vegeta will just carry the the show, just being who they are. Yeah, just the idea of something being like looking at you and being like, you know why you're here. Yeah, okay. And listen, I remember when I really liked that. I remember when I thought that was cool when I was like a teenager and it, and it sort of would happen. Like I got that feeling with the opening scene of serenity. Mm. Cause it's like, I guess the thing with serenity is that it, it's, it's uh, uh, a rebirth after it was unjustly killed off, which that's what all of the fans thought about it. So if you're making mm-hmm. the movie, you're trying to right a wrong to begin with. <laughs> 
So, yeah. of course, it's going to be in there. But I don't think Animaniacs was ever unjustly canceled. So them having this kind of triumphant return, it's like, yeah, it's... wait, you so you guys are back now? Yeah, and while it was great, it was like fun to hear those people back in their characters. Is it is it the same voice actors? Dodd yeah, didn't sound is. the same to me. I th- I th- I'm almost certain that it's the same voice actor. Maybe it's a thing where uh, the way, like the technology is different now, so people slightly sound different. It was kind of like, mm-hmm. for a while, uh, the commercials for the SpongeBob movie, I thought they had recast SpongeBob when I was little. Because he sounded completely different on those movie quality microphones. Yeah. Huh. Like, I don't know if anyone else went through that, but that was definitely what I thought was happening. I was like, did they change SpongeBob for the movie? But yeah, no, and he's still Tom Kenny. It was just different technology. Uh, I remember when HomestarRunner.com started uploading things to YouTube. And... You know, old 2000s Newgrounds style. Uh, well, I say Newgrounds style. They predated Newgrounds. But yeah, that like that level of audio quality from those flash animations uploaded to websites that weren't YouTube, especially modern YouTube. Mm-hmm. Their voices, I had just grown to associate with that low quality crunch. Like any S's were like <laughs> or something like that. It sounded like it was yeah. over a walkie talkie. And then when they uploaded those same episodes to YouTube, I was like, wow, I had no idea what these characters actually sounded like. (laughs) And uh, my friend Jacob thought that they had re-recorded them. Like, he just thought they had gone and did it over, but they hadn't. Those are the same audio files from before, just uploaded with less compression. Wow. what are we talking about? How'd we get here? I, 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 I don't know. We were spiraling. Okay. So, um, I was trying to think of how this freaking relevant. Oh yeah. Uh, so get it back to what we were talking about with, um, the scheduling and stuff. I guess we're kind of jumping ahead. There were, there were a couple things I wanted to talk about, but, uh, I guess we'll go to number three, but it's like, mm-hmm. how can, or are we going to be able to rely on the schedule of, New anime releases, if it turns out they're not schedules, but official speculation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember where I talked about this last, but uh, I think I was talking about it. I was recording with Jan, but I was like, man, every time I see something else get delayed by the coof, I'm like, wait, did y'all think you were special? You think it was going to be different for you? It's like, we've been seeing things get delayed since March. And people are still finding out, oh, guess we'll need a couple extra months. And it's like, we're coming around to the middle of October now. I I think it's just so freaking frustrating. Because, like, if you're going to put out a schedule, especially this late into COVID. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. I would say up like, to April, there was plenty of reason to not know, mm-hmm. but at least, you know, my, my, my day job had figured out how we were going to do things by, uh, May. Yeah. And they're like, this is how it will be until someone says it's different. And it hasn't been different 
from then on. Yeah. Like, this is how things are going to change. <clears throat> yep. And then, you know, but, but after April, like, I think that, you know, a couple months is a good enough time. So I'll give, I'll give them to May for, for, for me specifically. But, but after that, if you put out a schedule, it's like, okay, I'm going to hold you to your word. Like this, this sounds yeah. like this is what you're holding yourself to. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, we're actually going to delay it. It's like, well, yeah. And the so thing is, it, irritating. we're far past the point where everyone will be understanding of a delay. Oh yeah. So like get your delays in lads. Like it'd be a totally different thing. If you're a small company who, who where it's like, we can't delay this product launch or whatever, mm-hmm. but this is coming from like big established studios who aren't in danger of going under. They're just in right. danger of delaying something. And they're waiting until the last possible second to say it's being delayed for a considerable amount of time. To the yeah. point where I'm thinking some of them are lying, or maybe they knew a long way ahead of time, but didn't want to reveal it until later. Like, there are some games getting delays where I'm like, I don't see how this wasn't already part of the plan. Like, which one in particular are let me, you referring to? Let me find the most recent one. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But it was something that just happened where I was like, oh, uh, we didn't already know that? <laughs> like, I had assumed it was delayed before seeing that it was delayed. Uh, oh, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. So that was wow. originally being called Guilty Gear 2020. And it's October now. And when you, when it's the delay is this considerable is when you're like, oh, yeah, like we assumed it must have been like this. But like, why did you wait so long? It's October. You know, we only have two and a half months left for it to come out. And they announce, yeah, it's coming middle of April next year. <laughs> and it's like, didn't we already know that? I mean, we assumed <laughs> like there was no yeah. way y'all were y'all had just started in 2019. So like, or I, saw I mean, started and like, started marketing, not started development. I should clarify. I saw a thing that was like uh, the, the new Dune movie that was coming out in like December. I saw that it got pushed back to October of next year. Well, the thing about Dune is that it's been filmed for a long time now, mm-hmm. but you know, filming is 10% of the production now because right. none of that movie is, is on set. That's all CG. Uh, that's, you know, that's a, a modern cartoon like mm-hmm. uh, the Marvel films. Yeah. Um, so all of that kind of uh, CG and animation work is going to be done in, you know, normally cramped offices full of people working on computers, but now... Yeah. They're all working at home, and they're not, they aren't using their, uh, you know, AMD Xeon two with twenty cores to animate all these super high definition uh, assets. Which people are like, oh yeah, gaming PCs. It's like, bruh, <laughs> CG animation PCs. Like yeah, RTX twenty ninety, nah, consumer PC. level, yeah, <laughs> baby stuff. Because I, I started looking into like. How exp? Because I was looking for a a a uh, desktop that could uh, replace 
my MacBook for editing. And at some point you get curious where it's like, well, how expensive can this get? Because this is already outside my price range. What if I just add all this stuff? And I started seeing names for CPUs and like numbers of cores and amounts of RAM that I didn't know was possible. Like there's one, there's a tower you can get where it has like 256 gigs of RAM. Yeah, I've actually seen up to like, I I think there was one where there was a terabyte of RAM. It's like, ha, yeah. what, what are you going to be doing? <laughs> uh, moving, moving 16K texture assets over like a million polygon worm in real time. Like moving its direction around in the frame. That's what you're going to be doing. Maybe you'll be able to run Chrome smoothly. <laughs> at last we've done it lads <laughs> chrome has been conquered then they update it and it takes up 90 percent of it again it's like why is the cpu running so hot oh i was reading text <laughs> anyway uh yeah so a lot of stuff that's going to be cg heavy is getting delayed and it makes me wonder maybe we shouldn't have all of our eggs in that basket i don't know just a thought because <laughs> it does seem yeah. like uh, that's every blockbuster is mostly CG, and as a result, every blockbuster had to get delayed to infinity. Did Wonder yeah. Woman actually come out? No, it did not. Uh, oh, okay, I I think that pretty much every major release of this year, <clears> especially <throat> after Regal's announcement that they were closing for the indefinite future, um, like. Pretty much, it, 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 it squashed anything that was going to be coming out in the theaters. I think that if Wonder Woman hasn't been delayed, I think that we're going to get the news that it has been. Okay. Well, <clears throat> uh, Mulan came out and was a disaster. Tenet came out and did okay. Yeah, but, like, I, I think that Tenet came out and, like, one, the whole movie industry, at least from the things that I was seeing, they're like, oh, well, we want, you know, we want people to be talking about this. We want people to come back to the movie theaters for Tenet. And then, like, I I, I personally have not talked about Tenet since the week that I saw it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I haven't heard anyone talk about Tenet since the weekend that it came out. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, I've seen basically across the board, everyone's like, yeah, that was the most forgettable Christopher Nolan movie you ever made. And that's the I, thing. I wouldn't say, um, I say it was forgettable. I would just say that, like, it didn't do... Like, it, it just felt like a rehash of something that he's already done, being Memento. Well, that would make it forgettable. blockbuster Because Memento is, is the memorable one. Right. I yeah. guess comparatively, my argument is that's why I said the most forgettable Christopher Nolan movie, because it's like, well, we've seen this. This yeah. is the kind of thing he does. Whereas uh, Dunkirk is not the kind of thing he does. Mm -hmm. That was very I memorable. I still have yet to see it. I still have yet to see it. Dunkirk has a weird storytelling device that I would say is very poorly conveyed until you've been watching it for a couple hours and have pause the movie and are like what am i missing here and then you realize oh these are happening at all different times so the three different stories they keep switching between they're in different locations and they're like mid-action 
So you're assuming this must be happening simultaneously. But, and this isn't even important to uh, the ending or, or any of the storytelling. It, you just figure out from watching it, oh, okay, so like, this is happening three hours before, this is happening like a week before, this is happening a month before. I don't know why they don't clarify that, but... Yeah. Yeah. I I I I had heard that it was like like one story be or like there's three different stories going on. <laughs> one of them takes place within the span of an of an hour, one of them takes place within the span of a day, and the other one takes place within the span of a week, something like that. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like hmm. after seeing the movie, I can't think of why it was done that way. I don't know. I just I don't get it. It's not like it was bad. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, but why did you do it? Because it just like adds an extra layer of, okay, wait, so hold on. Now, like it takes you out of the movie because you're, you're having a hard time following it and it doesn't seem like it's, it's worth it. Like there's not a moment of, oh, that's cool. It's a moment of, oh, okay, why? <laughs> so it's like we were, what we were talking about before with Christopher Nolan movies, the uh, manufactured complexity. Yeah, the, they're, God, they're so gimmicky. Anyway, uh, speaking, we should probably... of, yeah, speaking of uh, weird pacing and, like, what? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Fire Force. Yeah, 25 minutes in, we're finally talking about Fire Force. Okay, so we have two episodes to talk We've about. We've been avoiding it. I touched, yeah, I did. I really don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I talked a little bit about episode 14 with the filler episode, mm-hmm. but... I'm going to repeat the same criticisms here mm-hmm. being that wow, these villains are terrible. Yeah. Like this new guy, I can't even remember his name, but this is the worst character design, the worst voice Uncle performance. Reaper. Yeah. The the worst design, the worst performance, the worst gimmick. And that's in an episode where someone is hallucinating that Wreck is back. This guy's yeah. somehow worse than that idea. Like, there's somehow a worse gimmick than a kid is hallucinating that Rekka's back. Rekka, which I can only assume is being brought back because he can't think of another villain. Because n- no one wanted Rekka back. If anyone wanted Rekka back, you don't pander to that kind of person. Yeah, they don't have no. good taste in characters. Rekka was fine for what he was because in the moment that you see him turn, it's uh, entertaining because it's unexpected. Like he's hilariously the last person you expect to be the one mm-hmm. that's like a double agent. And for that yep. one fight, it's entertaining and you see his head get kicked in and then he's like the most confirmed death that they've had yet. So it's like, okay, that did its job. Now let's focus on the more interesting ones, particularly being Kareem. Like, let Kareem now be the company one character that we're excited to see. And he is. Kareem's a great character. Very likable. I want more of him. But Mm -hmm. Rekka being back, I was like, I don't buy the reasoning. And I'm not happy to see him. (laughs) So, like, this it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Also, uh, they totally just like, <coughs> uh, by the way, full spoilers for episodes 14 and 15. Yeah, yeah um, of course. But uh, they 
they totally confirm that uh, what's her name arrow survived some yeah and it, that it, encounter with <laughs> i i wrote down arrow is alive i guess uh when um <sighs> lieutenant freaking what's his name hinoa hinoa yeah lieutenant hinoa had so far his best moment mm-hmm. and uh yeah i guess arrow walked away from that somehow but and she doesn't even have a scar or anything I mean, I get a feeling we're going to see she's, like, missing an arm because, like, you know, she's wearing this poncho and it looks like, and you only see one arm, so I'm thinking, okay, so, like, she got her own arm blown off. Sure, at least there was some damage, but from what it looked like, he had, like, fired a Death Star laser at her, essentially. So it was a like, okay, well... Death Star laser. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty anime. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she, it's, she's... It's the most unceremonious reveal and yeah, speaking of even say all that much. Yes, and speaking of unceremonious reveals, who is this maid chick? Yeah, okay. Where did she? Uh, it felt so, like there was a companion manga that came out that I didn't see. That's what it or, feels like. It felt like when I was playing Halo Five and was like, I need to have read like four or five books to know who any of these people are. Yeah. Or it, it just feels like they're just like, oh, people in the anime community really like hot maids. So how about I give them this near automata character and put it in? She's this totally to be. Oh, yeah. my God. She's a complete ripoff of to be. Here's the thing. To be isn't popular because she's hot. It helps to be popular because that game is phenomenal. <laughs> Like, and I, the story is, and she's, game. she's a fantastic character. Okay, Daniel, you have a PS4. There is no reason you haven't played Nier Automata. It is, it's like the reason to have a PS4. It's the main reason I want to get a PS4. It's only available play. digitally on the Xbox, which like, pff, missed me with that. <laughs> like, there's no reason for me to buy that. I have, I need I need to play it. I need to just sit down and play it. It's super good. I don't, I don't own it yet. I need to get it. But uh, there's like but twenty it, endings. What really? And the endings are part of the main storyline. Like you'll get the ending, and then you realize, oh, I'm like twenty percent through this, aren't I? Also, uh, it's no mystery that I kind of get a little hype when Nietzsche quotes start getting thrown in there. And it starts to basically become, this is the niche video game. Huh. Because okay. it starts um, off with, like, the line that it starts... Well, you know what? I won't spoil it. You need to You need to play it. But yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, this character, yeah, it's just a ripoff of a popular design from a character that people like, not just because of the design. It, it feels so lazy. These, okay, yeah. these last couple episodes and it sucks because the joker and uh benny maru episode feels lazy because its conclusion was terrible like yes. where that was all ending up was so just nothing it was like okay oh, i guess and, i really don't care and i was when when i watched this new intro that they did um, i don't hate this was, new intro but uh, this no, new no, outro but, is just a watered down version of the old outro yeah go ahead yes but the, the new intro, I was like, oh, great. Another promised fight with the, mm-hmm. the eye patch guy from First Company. Looks like yeah, that's it's like, not going to happen. Why would I take that seriously? 
Like, why uh, would I believe that? <clears throat> You're lying to my face. And it's not like a situation... Like, a good twist is, like, you think he's going to fight this guy for this reason, or you think he's going to fight this guy, but he fights this guy instead, and it's like, oh, I see what you did there. We thought it was going to go this direction. And then, you know, you revisit the intro, and it's like, oh, they weren't lying. They were just deliberately misleading. That kind of stuff's okay. fun. Like, uh, the second intro for Kill a Kill. Okay. Like, where it kind of tries to double down and make you think... Yeah, this is going to remain this main conflict, but then like uh, three episodes totally after not. the new intro, everything gets flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I get why there's that shot at the end where it's like from space closing in to where Ryoko's looking up. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this is not that. This is the opposite. This is, okay, so I was lied to and left unsatisfied. I was not given an alternative. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, did it, you have a pop off? Sorry, no. if you were you gonna say something? <laughs> well, <laughs> like you were offended at the question. <laughs> no, it's like I I actually resorted to watching these episodes at one point five speed. Dude, they're so slow. They're a slog. It and it was like it's one thing where it's like this is taking longer than it should. It's another thing when you know. This scene is going to happen. You see the scene get set up and you're like, I don't care. Like, I'm already tired of this scene that's about to happen. Like, when they introduced the the lady puppeteering the robot, I was like, I already don't like and don't care about this character. I, I'm going to wait until they're defeated or <clears throat> they take out one of the main heroes so that they can't help at some other situation. That's what it felt like. It felt like the laziest of the Marvel villains, like mm-hmm. uh, Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man, where it's like, I don't care about this guy. Just just get him out. Get him out of the way. Get Ant-Man yeah. in Civil War. Like, <laughs> get this freaking over with. I could not care less. Even though the fight was interesting, the, mm-hmm. the opponent was just sucking all the life out of that entire story. Yeah. I- <clears throat> I'm I'm just so, I I hate that I'm saying and like I I messaged this to you yesterday, but it was like, I I hate that I'm saying these things about Fire Force of all things. Yeah. But so our kind of our first question mm-hmm. that we wanted to cover was like, do we want to continue Fire Force? And honestly, at this point, with just how much they fumbled the second season. At a later date, I would be fine by myself, like, finishing up or, you know, get getting caught up and slogging through the uh, the filler episodes. But as for the, the podcast, I don't think it's worth wasting our time on anymore. I think that we got a solid belt season out of the first season. And then we got the moments that we got in the second. And then I think... I, I I think that we should just let it <laughs> let it go die in the pasture. So it, it's it's just not fun. No, it's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to watch. Uh, it's like a it's like a hurdle that we have to jump over to get to the the show that we actually want to talk about, like Aparte Ranma. Yeah. Um. I I genuinely was interested. 
and excited mm -hmm. and the uh, the field trip to China. Mm -hmm. And that was fun, and we were getting good lore. Mm -hmm. But it, it, that was also unsatisfying. Like, the way that that ended made it forgettable in retrospect. And then they also, like, made a joke <laughs> of how, like, unsatisfying it was. Yeah, and it was like, oh, <laughs> if you delivered on something else, that would have been fine. But mm -hmm. now you're just, it's that kind of self-awareness that's just kind of sad. Yeah. Like, like someone makes a joke at their own expense and it totally falls flat because it's true. Like, you know, maybe someone exaggerates something and, you know, it can kind of be funny and break the ice a little, but this one was always like, you exaggerate, you think you're exaggerating, but we actually do feel that way about you. And it's like, Oh, I, I'm, I want to laugh at this, but mm. I want an eject button. I don't want to be at this party anymore. <laughs> but like, mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, and and the the problem is, uh, I I don't want to like run from it. I guess I. It's not mm -hmm. that it's difficult. It's not that it's difficult to talk about. It's that there's nothing to talk about. So I said like. Do we owe it a full analysis every week when it can't provide meat to chew on? And then I said, if the chef keeps giving me rolls, I don't feel the need to review the dish. Like, if, yeah. if I keep getting, you know, if we keep getting, here's some more bread in between the food that's supposed to be coming. It's like, I don't, I'm tired of the bread. I'm too, I'm sick of eating the bread. Bread was fine, yep. but now it's the same thing. And I'm waiting for something to actually happen. Like, this whole arc with Hajima, it feels like filler. I'm like, whoa. I'm not exactly sure what they're even there for. Yeah, it's like, I came I came here for Shinra's mom. Like Seriously, I came, I came, I came here for Sho and Shinra's mom. This is what, that's what season two was supposed to be. Not only do I not care about what they're doing right now, I don't know why or what they're doing. I don't know, okay, I don't know what they're doing, and I don't know why they're doing it. Like, I was yeah. thinking, okay, we're going to get more of Leaked, but we're not. We're getting, Leaked is doing a thing, and it's still Company 8, but it's Company 8 doing things that aren't interesting and that I'm not invested in. Yeah, it's like, it, it really is like in episode 14 when Leaked is like, yeah, so I'm a double agent, and everybody's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's repeating cut, that joke, but chase. as an arc. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, oh no. Uh, so I I did have a pop off where I thought, oh, is this gonna get good again? And it was mm -hmm. when Maki and Vulcan beat the odds, fighting against yes. the puppet. And I was like, okay, they did an interesting thing. And it was like, oh yeah, where has this been? Like mm -hmm. I haven't seen this since a devil towards evil. Like, I haven't seen that this season since that line. Yeah. Like, I, I was uh, like, oh, yeah, the whole, like, the spark, the whole reason I, I like, wanted to watch the show, the whole reason it, it hooked me early on. There it is. Mm -hmm. Where has it been? And, like, the weight of that where has it been was, like, devastating. <laughs> like, so the pop-off, like, exposed just how bad things have gotten. Yeah, I I don't because I don't think I had I don't think I had a pop off for these couple episodes. I mean, like I 
we you had kind of <laughs> warned me of what was coming. I just said it was a slog, um, yeah. And so, like, the, the I had the moments, like, when when leaked like punched out a scientist and was like i'm not going to be outdone in a nerd fight um, yeah that was my battle cry that was my favorite line it was pretty good <laughs> because i was like i that's also what i miss yeah. because there were so many good lines in the first season yeah oh my gosh it was like i mean when freaking obi was just a quote factory yeah he could not be stopped everything about obi was great Turns out he can be stopped. Just put him <laughs> off screen. Yeah, put put him off and keep him off screen. Yeah. Even when he's in the scene, I don't know he's there. Yep. I'm, it's just so disappointing. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, there, there is a, a good pun. And it's what, uh, what's-her-face calls uh, Karan. She calls oh, him the, uh, what? Car uh, Car Oaf. Well, that's the translation to try to get it across yeah, to an yeah. English audience. But Bakaran is what they were calling him, which Baka <laughs> is idiot. Yeah, so they worked funny. his name into idiot. That's good. I liked that. I also liked that's his funny. reaction to it. Uh, and it was I, it was nice to have him back to do the clap thing. I was like, yes. oh yeah. Another thing I remember from when this show was any good at all. Yeah. This, the design of Uncle Reaper or whatever, when his eyes went all sideways, I was like, this is Ugh. so stupid. This is so stupid that none of this I, works. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like how, uh, it, you know what made me really mad about the whole hmm. thing with Rekka? Is where it's like, mm-hmm. this could have been this gimmick could have been used in a much cooler place and it straight up wasn't like when no i'm just i'm just saying you you could do this with a character who we care about like i don't care about this kid i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i don't care about him like he's I, i i don't i don't i haven't been given a reason to like him as a character, other than, I guess, he's a kid, so I'm expected to like him. I'm sorry, writing isn't that easy. But mm-hmm. uh, if you took a character who had had some kind of traumatic rivalry, or, you know, an, an arch enemy that they defeated, but is now a part of their brain. So I'm basically talk- talking about Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. If you made this a situation where Joker's dead, but he's still tormenting Batman. Like, mm-hmm. that could work, but none of the homework was done. No. Like, n- n- or I should say, none of the legwork leg was work. done. Yeah. This wasn't set up at any point. It's just a cheap cash-in. And it's it's just a gimmicky waste of, of character, which wasn't even... It wasn't even... Rekka wasn't even there to waste. Like, Rekka being dead, there's there's no more blood in that stone. Like, he did his job... Don't bring his corpse back. No one wants to see him back. Yeah. God, it freaking sucks. And then I was like, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how bad Inca has gotten. And Uncle Reaper is still the worst character in this episode. Like, yeah. Inca comes back. Once again, a situation where it feels like I've missed a book or two with this character's development, per se. But I wrote down, 
Inca is still the biggest sack of wasted potential. Ryder confused adrenaline junkie slash thrill seeker with depraved sadist and forgot to fix it. Who is this random maid chick? <laughs> but at the end, because it's like she's introduced after Inca comes back to lower the quality of the episode even more somehow. But then I was like the edgelord, which I did. I couldn't remember his name. Uncle Reaper. The edgelord is yeah. somehow worse than Inca. But isn't as disappointing because he was bad from the start. This whole season has been like, oh, yeah. So in the background, yeah, we we definitely need to be looking for Sho and Shinra's mom. Uh, But to do that, we got to go through all this stuff. And I'm not going to keep track of any of this stuff. So you keep track of this stuff. And I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and hopefully it'll work out. That's what it feels like. Dude, Inca is the most forgotten character. He, I'm convinced he keeps forgetting that Inca, that, that Inca was a character he wrote. And he's like, oh, crap. Oh, I better bring her up and I'll show that she's different. But it's like, we don't know why she's different. And also, I don't care. You made me not care at the end of her arc, per se. It's like, I care about her just as much as you do, apparently. But she suddenly has this new gimmick about watching people die. That was never a part of her her origin, her setup or anything. That was never a part of it. She was a delinquent who was extorting people and was, uh, you know, like a. uh, It it was morally gray where she's like, I'm saving people, so I deserve to be paid. And she isn't starting the fires, but she knows where there's going to where they're going to happen. So she could warn people, but instead she waits until it happens. Now she can save them and she's going to accept payment. That's an interesting delinquent character, but now she's okay. a, a like a, a completely reprehensible sadist. Yeah, that was not there before. There wasn't even hints of that before. <sighs> I like I don't get it. I I don't get I don't get how it gets this bad. I wonder. I wonder if this whole did someone get fired? <laughs> did the writer I, get fired at some point? I wonder if this whole second season is just him not knowing how to set <clears throat> things up. If, if this is even the fault of the, man- the manga. But, like, I wonder if this is him not knowing how to set things up and then season three is going to be, like, back to what we know. But, man, I am just so uninterested at this point that I don't know if season three will ever be watched by mine eyes. This is a situation where... It's like, well, if they get back to the story I care about, I'll watch that part. Because I just don't care about everything else going on. Yep. Like, get mm. back to Company 8, helping Shinra find his mom and save his brother. That is the story I was sold. That's the story I was promised. And it's a story that does not exist. Yep. So I was actually hoping uh, you would convince me otherwise. I wanted to be convinced otherwise. But the more I think of it, I'm like, we're going to be doing this every week. Yeah. This same conversation. I don't want to continue just like. Yeah, no, I'm I'm over it. I'm over the conversation. That's why I don't look forward to it. Because I'm like, yep, nothing's changed. It still sucks. Yep. So. So as for should we (laughs) do we owe a weekly analysis uh, I don't think we do. Uh, yeah, uh, I I'd say that's a that's a big old big old hell no. Yeah. So 
unfortunately, Fire Force is going to leave. Uh, <clears throat> Here's and the thing. Not in the same way that a Hero Nosora did. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Hero Nosora was kind of like, oh, this is bigger than we thought. So, it, well, one, it was bigger than we thought. Two, it had promise and it had the belt in it. But the yeah. thing was is that we were like, ah, there's a lot going on. Uh, we should probably let that one sit. Yeah, <laughs> it dude, it's kind of a little bit slower than like well, a regular yeah. hot blooded belt. Yeah, it's it's a show made to run for like 50 plus episodes. Right. And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking this is going to be a short, sweet basketball story. But um, no, nah, it's just it keeps going. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say I'd be more inclined to talk about a hero no Sora right now than I would be inclined to talk about Fire Force. And here's the thing. Yeah. I'll keep watching Fire Force as they come out. I'll keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Just in case it suddenly gets back on track, which is unlikely, but I don't know everything. And it's happened before where things are suddenly so back on track that I can't believe it. Like, My Hero <laughs> Season 4. Like, mm-hmm. once we got yeah. Shie Hasaikai out of the way, and it was like, we finally got to have an interesting villain... Like gentle criminal, it, yeah. And everything like, suddenly snapped so hard back into place. Like it was, it was back to being completely on fire. So, the torque finally caught. Yeah, it was like we're done with the discount version of the main villain we already have. So now we get to have an interesting left field villain, followed by mm-hmm. the redemption of a character whose redemption has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I want that to happen. I I want because at this point, the best thing Fire Force season two can hope for is a My Hero season four. Yeah, is that it suddenly gets its footing and is like, okay, yeah, just get that out of the way. We're getting back on track. (coughs) Uh, But yeah, does not set the soul ablaze. It does not. No. No. Uh, it makes the soul click faster on the, the, the speed up. It's like, no, no, no. Okay, 1.1 1. 1 wasn't enough. Let's try 1.2. Uh, I watched him at 1.2. But okay. uh, I, I, and it was because I thought, surely I don't want to go faster. The whole time I was watching, I was like, mm, no, I'm just being impatient. But then when you said 1.5, I was like, yeah, it really needed that. It really needed to be 1.5. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah uh here's a question <laughs> we can get to because we already talked about how decadence apparently is just gonna have this inconsistent schedule and not mm-hmm. not be there for us when we thought it was mm-hmm. the fourth objective that i wanted to get to was is the breaker's dream dead and should we look into moving to the beach per se so what i mean I, by that <laughs> one i really love that <laughs> yeah it's like this is like a, a this was so breakers are going to be we're just going to cover or we wanted to just mostly cover new anime just mm-hmm. because I don't know something about that is exciting yeah. where it's like the the new episode let's talk about it we don't know where this is going yet uh yeah. and it kind of was turning out to be uh like maybe a little more trouble than it was worth to do mm-hmm an entire show every single week uh, when we were doing season two. <clears throat> yeah. 
but you know, Breakers was to kind of alleviate that and to make it to where we needed to find new anime, and we'll talk about that, and that was going to be its own challenge. But now, new anime happening is not guaranteed at all. Like, yeah, the official schedule happen. that is sent out, they'll change their minds that week. They'll be like, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. can't make it. Oh, as far as dubs go, subs have been pretty, pretty consistent. Well, but also remember that um, Breakers was originally going to include Dr. Stone until Dr. Stone uh, was quiet after the point that it was supposed to start. And then it was announced that it was going to be in 2021. Yeah. Because remember, it was, I want to say June or July was when it was supposed to start airing. Yeah, it 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 was actually supposed to be with. Uh, Fire Force season two. Yeah, and, and that was the word that they stuck with until two weeks had passed, and then they announced that it was going to be coming January twenty twenty one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. So, I mean, okay, I don't have an answer that I want to arrive at because I want to still be able to do breakers. I still, for the same reasons. That I've wanted mm-hmm. to do it. I still want to do it. So yeah. if we just decide, we'll cut our losses and we'll move to covering the second half of Decadence at a time soonish. And we'll just do the sub and then we'll just, you know, take it on the chin and say, whoops, that didn't work out. Sorry, we promised that. And instead, we'll find something else that's airing weekly to watch and criticize. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's it's interesting to criticize we could just you know run through a couple episodes of everything airing right now and just you know say well this is why this sucks this is why this sucks i never wanted the show to be that but as it turns out there's not a lot coming out this season or like coming out in general that's super exciting to me fire force was supposed to be that fire force and dr stone were supposed to be that fire force has disappointed in its content and dr stone we're still waiting on that so but we got that Dr. Stone itch scratched by Apare Rodman. We did. That was fantastic. For 13 uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah, and now it's over. <laughs> yeah. I will say, uh, hey, maybe, <laughs> might as well uh, look into Mob Psycho 100 since Jan suggested it. Uh, we could go into watching season two of um, mm-hmm. One Punch Man. Uh, and we have Attack on Titan to look forward to. Right. So I wouldn't say the dream is dead, but it's definitely taken more hits than I thought it would. Yes. And when I say, should we move to the beach? That was going to be like, should we move to just covering things that have already come out? Which I'm going to tell you right now, if we do that, that ain't happening weekly. I'm just going to say that. And I don't want to do, I really don't want to do a part one and two thing for a show that is already done. Because I don't. As much as it can be interesting to see someone react to something that's kind of old, you know, it's always fun to see someone's first reaction to finding out the twist in The Empire Strikes Back, even to this day, mm-hmm. especially like younger kids who there's no way they would have already known it because they weren't alive yet. Yeah, that's always fun to watch on the Internet. I don't think that can carry a podcast. 
So yeah, also like when you watch those videos, you scrub to the point that like exactly you, where the reveal is, and then you're like, oh wow, that was their reaction. Then you close the video exactly, and then you never watch it again. <laughs> you never return to it. So that's not exactly the kind of thing I want to be recreating. So for yeah. covering the entirety, or for covering show that's already come out, I don't want to do it on a episode to episode basis. Now I guess right. I could say. If it was a situation where it's a series of movies, we could do it like we cover this one and then we cover the other one. But movies are different from series. I think you can do that with movies. Yeah, like, and I mean, we technically did that with Naruto like because it was divided into movies. But even then, it was more like... Uh, they're, they're, Honestly, I think that was like, us really trying to make it work. Right. I'm not so sure it did work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if we're talking about stuff like, you know, that we're going to cover in the future, like Trigun, Gurren Lagann, mm-hmm. stuff that has that Go many episodes in a season, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen weekly. Yeah. I could say, I think we could do it bi-weekly, but I don't no. really want to stop uploading weekly. Yeah, there's something, I mean... We we used to do this on Saturday mornings, but because of logistics, we've had to change it. But there, there's yeah, something yeah. like it's like it's now Monday early, morning. It's like, by the way, get get talk about some anime. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I mean that was the whole reason we started this. Mm-hmm. Is it was like I just want to have a reason to talk about anime, mm-hmm. and that's why for season three we switched back to just doing anime. As much as I like talking about movies, and as much as I mm-hmm. love that Fight Club episode, because Fight Club is always fun to talk about. I just like a reason to weekly talk about anime, and that's the that's the main reason we're doing this at all. Yeah. Like, sh- sure, I'd love people to get something from it, but if you don't get something from it, I'm still getting something from it. So that's why I would mm-hmm. continue. So, yeah, I, I don't want to switch to a bi-weekly thing, and it also kind of turns it into I need to binge this. <laughs> In one week, yeah. which sometimes isn't very realistic or enjoyable. I would say that the dream isn't dead yet. I don't, I don't think that we need to move to the beach just yet. But Yeah, we aren't that old. <laughs> yeah, we're, Although, we're man, my Florida joints. Yet. I could use some of that Florida humidity. <laughs> but uh, we definitely need to... Dude, isn't it ironic how over the course of a year, California and Florida totally switched places on the totem pole? Like, Florida (laughs) used to be the butt of every joke. Now that's Mm -hmm. California and everyone's moving to Florida. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, that place where they have jobs. Also, that place where there's no fires. There's still hurricanes, though, aren't there? Yes, but... In fact, a lot recently... (laughs) Those poor people. Uh, dude, when I get old, I want to have the balls to go move to a place that's constantly being racked by hurricanes. <laughs> like, people talk about, oh yeah, old people moving to Florida. I'm like, I think they just don't fear death anymore. Like, I think that's why they are moving to Florida. <laughs> they look it in the face. There's the warmth, but then there's the also, I'm like 68 years old, I think this is a fine run. <laughs> So if I see a hurricane coming, I'm just going to keep sipping that martini. But yeah, we we don't got to move to the beach quite yet. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll just find no, I... other stuff to talk about. Uh, and, you know, it could be interesting where it's just like, okay, 
<laughs> as far as the new stuff, none of this is what we would tend to look for, but let's see what we can ex extract from it. Let's see what, mm -hmm. what we what we like about it, see what it can say about the genre. And, you know, there's always value in this is not this genre and here's why. In fact, I think we could yeah. probably use a little bit more of that just because yeah. I have a much better idea of what it is than I have of what it isn't. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's going to be something that's going to be very valuable for me. I'm, I'm to to find out what it isn't. Um, that's Why gonna you say be a that? lot of fun. Uh, mainly because, like, you know, when I when I watch something, I mean, I've watched a couple things recently where it's like, where it's like, you mean like Kibo? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, man, this is this is hitting something, but I don't know if it's belt but at the same time like it's hitting the same like emotional things that belt hits and it has a lot of the same messages but it's like i'm not sure if it's belt or not i would so say i feel like so kipo is a, is a netflix animated series it's not anime mm -hmm. no it's um, not but it's done it's by, by studio mer so i think you could we could almost uh give it a pass because uh korean studios they, they do a lot of stuff. They do a lot of animation for everyone. I mean, uh, as it turns out, um, they have good programs in South Korea for animation. Like, uh, the people are pretty talented and know what they're doing and uh, get things out on time, which is uh, not something that American animators can say. No. I'm not I'm not doing that as like a rib to American animators. Not, it's not a slight to them. It's just. The way things go around here, uh, things don't tend to th things to get out of get out of hand and off and um, um, behind schedule in America yeah. with any production. That's just mm -hmm. I think that's just our culture is like, but it needs to be better. So we're going yeah. to make it better. Uh, and I think Japan also has that to a degree. Whereas with Korea, I mean, do they just get it done? And like, this is it. Yeah, like it. Here's here's a, a good way of illustrating this. Some uh, animation projects in the U.S. don't have storyboard artists. Now that sounds uh, ridiculous, and it should, but that's the fact. There there are some groups that just they don't do storyboards. They just start animating hmm. stuff, which I'm just like, all right, well, that's uh that's an approach. <laughs> I think gonna go. in America, people are less um, respective of tradition. They kind of want to do things their own way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, of course, I value that. But mm -hmm. um, when you, <laughs> reliability, man, it's hard to put a price on that. So maybe we could talk about Kipo because, I mean, uh, God of High School is animated in Korea. That's right. Yeah. And it's actually based in korea which is yeah. really unusual for a quote-unquote anime yeah uh and it's produced by a japanese company and an american company in a joint mm -hmm. operation so i mean if we're if we could cover god of high school then we could certainly cover kipo but uh with kipo i think kipo gives me a kind of feeling that that i want it to turn into something like treasure planet i haven't finished it i'm mm -hmm. uh, four episodes in <clears throat> but i find the writing to be so incredibly unfunny that 
I'm like, this age group, this is definitely not made for me. Yeah. Uh, but but I can I can enjoy and get into the message. At least so mm-hmm. far. But <laughs> there was multiple jokes where I just. I, I felt I I felt the suffering of life set in. It was like, oh, oh, it's coming. Oh, there's the void. Like when uh, what's his face, the the bug that keeps turning back into a larvae. Where like Dave, he's, yeah, yeah, he's trying to fly them away, and then he turns back into a baby, and he's like, I have performance anxiety, and I'm like, that joke wasn't funny. <laughs> just just thinking in my head. It's, it's not a funny joke. I can't, I can't believe you wrote that. <laughs> it, remind, it reminds me of that scene from Family Guy, which, speaking of, that joke isn't funny. There was a scene from Family Guy where uh, Stewie is watching uh, the, the Bewitched remake, or the adaptation, I guess. Okay. And she says something like, or she's like, I'm a witch to Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell says, Something like, and I'm a Yankees fan or something? I don't know. <laughs> or no, he says, and I'm a Mets fan. And Stewie turns off the TV, gets on a plane, flies to California, walks up to Will Ferrell's door, rings the doorbell, and then he, like, kicks him in the crotch and says, That's not funny! <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I felt like after the I have performance anxiety joke. It's like... Someone better be fired over that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we we could talk about it, I guess, uh, if I finish it, and if and if I feel like it's in there, it merits discussion. Yeah, if it merits discussion, it's not just is it this genre, then we'll talk about it. I guess it's like, do I think that it could be this genre, and then you know we can we can talk about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, decadence. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about that. Uh, <laughs> should, we, should we go ahead and ask question six? Sure. Well, okay. No, first, first of all, let's clarify. Just again, just in case someone missed it. I said we were going to talk about the first six. We're just talking about the first five because I was waiting for the dub episode to come out and it didn't happen. And yep. now I guess we're deciding uh, for the <laughs> after we do Trigun next week, <clears throat> which is the beach episode. Mm-hmm. Then we'll uh, we'll talk about the rest of Decadence. I bet I could get it all watched. Mm-hmm. I'll just watch the sub. I won't wait for the dub. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's already out, so that's something I can count on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh. my the last question is: uh, Why does Decadence <laughs> frustrate Tim so much so far? So I'm only up to episode five. Mm-hmm. This is uh, right up to the point, and I th- it turns out episode five is is a good comfortable stopping point to talk about things so far because Mm -hmm. episode five is when um i can't remember his name and this is uh this is is going to show a pattern but kaburagi yeah kabu when he gets iced at the end for helping Mm -hmm. helping them uh beat the event which was supposed to be unbeatable right uh and that was a good place to end it and i really like that ending and this is something that I'm going to talk about. I've, got, I've kind of got three things that I want to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. And on paper, I should be loving everything about this. Mm-hmm. And I am really enjoying it. I'm not going to say that I dislike it or that it's bad, just that it's frustrating. When I put it on paper, like when I look at the summary on Wikipedia, I haven't looked I haven't looked at any spoilers. But when I when I remember kind of the premise and the events that have happened so far, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm liking this. And mm-hmm. I I like I like the twist. And a lot of people don't like the twist. I mean, I'm just going through the comments on Funimation. Mm-hmm. This is not a popular twist. That that second episode, a lot of people quit after that second episode. Yeah. Which uh, I I think that's the risk you run when none of your marketing shows the second half of this entire story. Yes. So all of the marketing for Decadence had to do with, you know, the the human world, the struggle against these monsters and whatever. And then after the first episode, it ends on something where you're like, what? what? And then the second episode, it goes right into it. And it's like, you either love that or you hate it. And I'm going to say right now, uh, the design, the art style does not help. I really don't care for the design of the AI and the way that it's animated. And uh, it, it, it almost seems like it's too caught up in that moment of and like that reveal. Because this style, you know, for that reveal is like, well, what the heck was that? That didn't look anything like the show that I was sold. Yeah. And um, it's it's a shame that they gotta stick with it that whole time, because every time they come back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is bland, and I don't like it. Yeah, like, it's like it, it almost feels like when somebody just has to like dedicate to a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to you have to make the bit. <laughs> it's like, and, and the the intro where it shows him like when it shows Kabu walking down that hallway. In his AI form, I'm like, I can't take this seriously. It's supposed to be like kind of moody. Yeah, I'm like, I can't take it seriously. It's it's dumb. Uh, and then there's like, it, it makes it to where I'm like, oh, that's why the animation is able to be good in those Jackson scenes. It's because half this show they don't spend a dime on yeah, on it's animating just it. Primary shapes. And uh, as a result, I don't remember those parts. They are not visually um, compelling. And uh, I I forget almost every single plot detail that is revealed in them. In fact, Mm. the whole thing with Mikey, that character, Mm -hmm. and him, you know, taking his limiters off, Mm -hmm. I forgot that Kabu was the one who told him how to do it after the fact. It happened in that episode. And I forgot that part. I was like, why are they suspicious of Kabu? And then I remembered, oh yeah, he showed him. (laughs) And I was like, why did I forget that? That seems kind of important. But then this started happening every single time. Every scene that happens in the computer world with all the little AIs, I just forget it. If If there's plot significance, if they're switching between... I can remember it a little bit better, like the the scene where you know he's he's collecting or he's uh, getting rid of bugs mm-hmm. in in the fortress or whatever, where it's kind of switching between the two. I can remember that scene pretty well, and that was a memorable scene. Uh, yeah. And I mean, there's there's multiple memorable scenes, 
in the the real world. Like uh, I can remember the the first time they're out there uh, cleaning the hull and they get attacked, and you know mm-hmm. the the that guy starts panicking and pulls the everyone else down with him. That's an yeah. exciting scene that's memorable. But uh, nothing like that happens in the AI world, and that's comparative. There's a lot of stuff in the human world. I wish I knew what to call these two things, but the the human world or whatever, real world, IRL. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I keep forgetting, and it's animated well. It's pretty, but I guess the way things are shot, the way I guess scenes are choreographed and composed, I don't have a good idea of what's happening. So I'm just kind of going with it. And then I can't remember the stuff that happened in those scenes. Like I, I would actually say that like, I'm, I get frustrated with the animation because like they do that. uh, You remember when we were comparing um, need for speed carbon on the PS2 to the GameCube? Oh yeah. And like how the need for, or the, the, the PS2 version, actually the PS2 version of a lot of need for speed games. When you would hit the nitrous, it like created like a double image. Yeah. It did, it did it this really weird uh, double exposure blur effect. And it was like, yeah, Ugh, what? And I, I find that decadence does that a lot in like the intense action scenes. Oh, it does that CG blur. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that at all. It's, it's not that pretty, uh 2d squash and stretch kind of kind of goopy blur that's so satisfying that's you know triggers loaded with oh yes they love yeah the the tween animations yeah and it it saves money but it also looks good which is why i'm i and i'm of course this is something i don't know so i could be totally wrong maybe the way that decadence does it saves a lot more money the way that decadence does it does save a lot more money because you're okay. not having to animate the in between uh, because the way that trigger does it they're actually drawing the frames in between and they're making it like look very stylized okay when, yeah well so stylized stylized pays off more mm-hmm. uh but you know creativity has to go into it mm-hmm. whereas slapping a cg blur on there doesn't take a lot of creativity and it saves a lot of time and both save time. Yes. But, but trigger it kind of, I, I think, and this is a good thing. Trigger kind of has a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. even though they're like, they have this rabid fan base that consumes everything they make. They still have a chip on their shoulder because they're still outside the mainstream uh, anime industry. Right. They're still kind of considered the the ragtag outlaws and whatever. You know, they do they do Kickstarter animes. It's it's yeah. different from uh, you know, Studio Perot, who They're doing a freaking cyberpunk anime. Dude, I, I could not believe it when that was announced. <laughs> I was like, I this is the last thing that I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, cyberpunk is kind of the opposite of a lot of their messages. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, but, but I mean, their animation is always fantastic, so I'm sure it's going to oh, yeah. look great. It's just going to be, you know, different from the kind of stories they normally tell. Right. Uh, but yeah, so with Decadence, <clears throat> I, uh, I like the way that they've animated the liquid. 
I, the, I think they're actually very good at their use of slow-mo, mm-hmm. which is, I'd say is kind of hard to do well in 2D animation because yeah. things end up looking floppy normally <laughs> in right. a 2D slow-mo, but they do it really well. And I like the character design so far as like, I like their proportions. I kind of like the, the realism of the way mm-hmm. they're kind of constructed. That's a really obtuse way of wording it. But like, uh, <laughs> Kabu's human form. Yes. He feels like he's made of flesh. Like, he feels mm-hmm. like a human. Like, that's not common in um, this kind of like shonen action anime. So, you know, when when he uh, uh, is throwing the... What are they called? They, I mean, they throw them like javelin, but they're those little needle the, things. Friggin' needles. Yeah. yeah, the needle pipes. I, I don't know what they're called. When he throws <laughs> them, it looks like they studied how people throw something like that. And yeah. it doesn't look like it was uh, rotoscoped, but it looks like they paid very close attention to the way people's like muscles and bodies kind of have to twist and move in order to right. throw that stuff. And that's really satisfying to watch. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I, I in um there's a scene in Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin where uh one of the animators is talking about how even the most mundane motion when animated like comes to life it's more mm-hmm. interesting because she's talking about they're talking about you know what they can afford to do and how much time they have and she really wants this character to kind of roll down a hill and kind of uh struggle to get back up to her feet and get her momentum back. Mm-hmm. Which is really freaking hard to animate. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, the return on it. You know, it's not another scene where she's flying through the air and fighting this tank. It's mm-hmm. just her rolling and getting back up. But the point she's making is absolutely true. Like, mundane movements, when they really, like, uh, kind of cross the, uh, the uncanny valley, when they mm-hmm. just look right, when they look alive and realistic... It's really satisfying in animation. So Decadence has yeah. a lot of those moments. But there's, it feels like there's a lack of storytelling in the framing, I guess, is what I have to say. It feels like it's just kind of shot. Yeah, it feels very <laughs> run-of-the-mill. Well, I don't even know about run-of-the-mill because I would argue that uh, storytelling in the frame is run-of-the-mill. This just feels pedestrian. Which is weird because so much of the production is so high end. Like that was how I mean, their their first uh, trailer. We're, I was like, I'm in because of how good that looks. <clears throat> but it's one of those moments where they have uh, a lot of they hit the lamp a lot. Mm-hmm. But the 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 visuals are not telling much of a story. So like. The, this, the final boss that they fight, not the incomplete one, but the, in uh, episode five, the one that was supposed to be unbeatable. Yeah. When they're fighting that thing, I would think you would use, you know, field of view. You would use blocking to kind of make it seem intimidating. But at no point do I find that monster intimidating. It's almost like they frequently show its full body in frame and in the center of the frame to the point where it sometimes comes off as puny. And I was like, I should not be getting this reaction right now. 
Yeah, especially in, for an unbeatable monster. Yeah, and in direct contrast with that, what immediately follows, the incomplete one, where it's like, you never get a full shot of it, it's so massive. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that sense of scale is great. I'm, I, I really like that. And uh, the way they shot, it's like the, the, the blood laser that it shot out. Like, the, the way the camera kind of is, is trying to catch up with the laser yeah. feels really like there was a, um, a power behind the way that that was shot. So I was like, okay, that felt really good. Most of the show doesn't feel that good. Yeah, maybe it's like a, there's a couple of different, or there there has to be like a couple of different people, and one of them is is doing really really good, and the other guys are like, eh. Uh, and and the thing is, this uh is not. Let me. I have to double check this because I could be wrong. Okay, so this is not an adaptation of a manga. This is an original animation. Yep. Yeah. And look at the freaking poster. Here, I'm going to send this to the chat. Okay. Just, just so you see which one I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. Look how much of a story that that tells. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the angle that it's at. The way the yep. clouds are used to convey the scale and uh, kind of them in between them is like that river. Mm-hmm. God, this is a great poster. Yeah. Most of the show, the show looks nice, but it doesn't tell much with the way things are framed or blocked or anything. I, when I say blocking, I sound so freaking pretentious. When I say blocking, <laughs> that's like how characters are positioned in a frame. Right. Actually, uh, that's not even the right term for it. I'm not even using it right. Blocking is more for live action. Yeah, it's it's their position not necessarily in the frame but on the set. And then Yeah, the, it's a set thing. Never the mind. The framing is how they're positioned in the frame where they <laughs> are. Yeah. Uh which doesn't happen in animation. You're not having to put someone in a set. Well, no, with CG, you definitely would. Like uh yeah. for um uh Guilty Gear Exard, they talked about how they had to uh learn blocking because the older games were all 2d and for 3d to get certain shots they were having to move people out of place like they do these quick cuts to show uh to try to convey where a character is and convey Mm -hmm. motion whereas if you look at them without the camera cuts they're like moving around the screen and being put in different places and like uh being put kind of not even on the same plane as each other in order to get something across. Yeah. So it feels like everything is just kind of in its place and then they point a camera at it for decadence. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't feel like it matches with the story it's trying to tell. Like, you know, there's twists and there's a plot, of course, mm-hmm. but... And of course, I haven't finished it. I'm only five episodes in. But it feels like they want to tell more story without dialogue than they are. Like, there's a lot of scenes that go without speaking. Like him looking at a screen. Him, like, being Kabu, like, being introspective. Mm-hmm. Him, like, watching her do something. That happens a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm, it's still coming across. It's just... it's just so mundane that I'm 
forgetting about it the moment after I watch it. Like, I didn't write any notes for Decadence Mm -hmm. because I changed the way that I write notes. And I think this is why I was able to figure out why I didn't care for this was because after each episode, I couldn't remember anything that happened. I I can't remember any lines, so I don't have any battle cries from those Mm -hmm. five episodes. Uh, I can remember that Pipe's name is Pipe because I thought that was a cute pet name. (laughs) <laughs> especially since he has like a little blowhole. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that's cute. I can remember that, but I can't remember any particularly stirring lines or great moments of dialogue. I guess that's another sign that the, the script isn't too great, but good scripts can be elevated by a shot because when I say a devil towards evil, you remember the shot, right? I mean, that's a standout moment in fire force. Uh, and the line could be cheesy, if, you know, it wasn't this sick uh, demonic fireball flying at you that's been animated really well, and in the context, the way it's being executed, it's elevating it. I don't feel like yeah. the the visual storytelling is as high quality as it is. Mm-hmm. It's just not interesting. It's not... It's not hitting the bar. <laughs> That I guess I I want it to hit. Hmm. Yeah, I I I think that one of the things in rewatching this because I'm I'm watching the dub this time. I watched the sub. I've watched the entire show. Yeah. Uh, in the sub, so people know. Um, and one of the things that has really been taking me out of it is I loathe the main character's voice actress. <laughs> I. Oh okay. Just because I thought of, you were like, saying Kabu. I keep forgetting Kabu isn't the main character. Um. Uh, well. Uh, um. <clears throat> moving on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh when yeah I it's definitely because I'm so used to I mean especially since you're not really recognizing any kind of issue with it uh it's definitely because I'm used to the Japanese. <laughs> but, oh, were you expecting me to say that I hated her voice actress? <laughs> No, it's not that I was expecting it. In fact, oh, gotcha. I, I kind of knew that this was already just my bias. Um, but like, because I was so used to the Japanese, like every time the main girl speaks in the English version, I'm like, your your voice sounds like it does not match your body. Gotcha. Okay. And so like, I get really frustrated with it. The delivery of her lines like felt much more natural in the Japanese and it just does it, it it feels really weird and I I totally totally get that it's it's just my bias of you know I watched the Japanese first I probably would have similar qualms kind of like when we switched from Fire Force from the English to the Japanese and we listened to leaked and we were like yeah who is this 12 year old boy yeah um, the thing is I'm used to him now so mm-hmm. I, I definitely know that that's what was happening was it just because this is different but yeah, at this and, point, I, I'm I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah, and as far as decadence, I mean, if we're gonna continue just watching the sub, uh, I'm probably not ever gonna get the chance to yeah, get yeah. used to this girl. So, <laughs> uh, she's done other stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head, but not very much though. I I I, I was looking her up, and like, oh, gotcha. There, there wasn't you were C three like, searching. dude yesterday (laughs) i i went to uh imdb Mm -hmm. 
to look up someone who was responsible for something. <laughs> and I went I went to IMDb, <laughs> went to the search bar, and typed in IMDb. <laughs> I did you were the, that angry. go to Google and type in Google, <laughs> then click on the first link. <laughs> What's her name? I can't remember the the girl's name. I swear to God, dude, I I I've, for, I've forgotten so much of the show already. the The stuff I can remember, I remember the ending vividly of episode of episode five, and the ending mm-hmm. of episode one vividly. It's like when the ending hits, it's really good. Like it reminds me of. Uh, I'm trying to remember a good example of this where it was like every week I couldn't wait for what was coming next. Dr. Stone. Yeah. Dr. Stone, the endings of Dr. Stone every time it was like, Oh, next now I want it now. Yeah. Oh man. Dr. Stone. Why'd you have to leave us at such (laughs) a time as this? But yeah, with uh, decadence, I'm, there's two episodes that I've really like been, been like ready for what's next. And it was at the mm-hmm. end of episode five, the end of episode one, but most of the time. <sighs> okay. So Kurt and I was kind of being built up as mm-hmm. this character we were going to meet and she was going to be cool. And then earning her respect was going to be like, uh, like a character arc. Mm-hmm. And, they showed her she was cool and she's likable but they got rid of all of the mystique of her like being the best because she's just kind of like one of them now once she actually joins that team at least that's what it feels like so far yeah and i'm like oh where's where did what okay (laughs) i guess i guess that's over uh that said i do like kuranai's voice actress She's doing a good job, but like mm-hmm. something about something about the way the, the plot's going is is great, but I can't remember it after having seen it. Okay, here's this other here. I'm going to send you uh, another poster. This was the poster uh, from this year, like the one I, I sent you first. Uh, is that was that like the announcement poster? Yeah. More like it, which, okay. Um, it didn't download. It did not successfully download the second poster. Oh, boy. I think what's going to be interesting is because, like, when I watched Decadence, um, it was just on my own. And so, like, uh, I just kind of con- uh, consumed it casually. And, like, so th- the way that I normally consume things casually is, like, I, I work an IT job, so I'm, like, working on computers, and I'll be watching something on a, on another screen. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and and so, like, you know, if, if I... I mean, it makes it more difficult when it's Japanese, obviously. Yeah, sure. Um, but, like, so I, I, I will still consume it casually. And so it's really funny that you're saying, you know, that you're having a hard time remembering it, because, like... I remember the overarching story beats as well, but when it comes to the fine details, like I had also forgotten the fact that 
uh, that Kabu had told Mikey how to do it. I remember that it was somebody close to Kabu. I just didn't realize that it was. Well, like was you know, was Mikey even that close? I don't even remember. I thought like what, he was just some you, kid who had potential. I guess. Um, th- th- he gets mentioned a couple more times later on. Yeah, and when you, um, and, and I don't know why. I'm like, wait, why is he remembering Mikey? I, was it just because uh he has guilt for that? Yeah, and then there are other there are other points. Uh, there, I think that it's also like a heavy-handed way of them trying trying to um uh trying to keep reminding you of something for later on. Yeah, it, it's um, it's very frustrating. I mean, I'm not seeing the payoff. Yeah. I don't know where it's going. So it's kind of like, why does this guy keep coming up? I barely remember him. Yeah. But I, you know, with with me have consuming it casually, watching it again, it's like now that we're watching it, like to to really discuss it and dig in, it's like I'm I'm seeing a lot more of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm still like, but I I know where this is going. Like I've seen this, I really enjoy the story, and I think that yeah, the story I, is worth talking about. It's um, still good. I would just say, yeah. shockingly, it's visually pedestrian. The visually mm-hmm. storytelling, the visual storytelling, is just very mediocre. Like it's just mm-hmm. getting the job done. Which the thing I was sold on was the animation, which not the same thing. So I was sold on the quality of the animation, but the quality of the animation makes me think I'm walking into great visual storytelling. Which I mean. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> That's just because you would assume if one thing about something is good, you're going to assume it's holistically good. That's just right. how it works. Whereas it's turns out it's often not the case. You know, things are going to have strengths and weaknesses. So I say, yeah, I would say, pick and choose. yeah, I would say it has great animation overall. And I would say the AI scenes, which are very forgettable and dull and I don't care for them visually. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still well done. Mm-hmm. Like, the the places that they have saved their budget are very smart from a budgeting yeah. standpoint and a consistency standpoint. I'd say this is one of the more consistent animes as far as like uh, quality across episodes that I've seen in a while, which, and I, I've noticed when that starts happening, my brain starts seeing it as a mini series. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, like Sherlock feels like three even quality movies every season. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, something like CSI is not that at all. You know, they're, they're both it's it's both, you know, solving crimes. They're both crime dramas. The CSI, you know, if you're getting quality at all, it's very in, it's in very inconsistent short bursts. But boy, howdy, I would not watch an hour and a half CSI episode. God, no. And <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't want to watch a 22 minute long Sherlock mini-sode. I would be like, well, what's gonna even going to happen? Yeah. They wouldn't even get to anything. Uh, so, yeah, they, they have their place. Uh, but mm-hmm. when I'm watching Decadence, I start thinking of it as like a mini series that there's like, I I don't know. It's like, I almost, I want to take it more seriously because Mm -hmm. it feels like more quality is going into or more, more budget is going into each episode. 
but I don't remember every episode very well at all. Like I don't remember them episodically, which is like mini series. You can recall them episodically typically. Yeah. Like, Like, Oh, remember that episode and remember this episode, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, Apare Ranma. Exactly. Which we can just like, like you remember the specific episodes and what happened in them. Maybe not the order that they happened in, but you can remember kind of the gist. Uh, and the thing about, yeah, a party on mine, each episode has a beginning, middle and end for its story. Mm-hmm. And I would say decadence as far as budgeting is more consistent than a party on mine was. Uh, oh, it's not okay. like a party on mine was more consistent. Yeah. And well, an empire and Ron wasn't bad, but you mm-hmm. know, the, you get the shots where it's a little further back, some characters in the background, then they kind of look a little blobby and, you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes the CGI really had to do really had to pull things along and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that doesn't look amazing. Decadence, yeah. I would say is way more consistent, but it's also consistent in its blandness visually. Yes. Yeah. It's so like, you know, the CG blur and the, the way that the, the kind of zero gravity scenes are shot is more disorienting than I think it should be. Like if what they did, if, if they, decided okay this is how we're going to shoot the zero gravity Mm -hmm. scenes and they stuck with that i think it would be better like say you're going to do every shot uh by almost like look at it as like you're strapping a camera to one character and while they're moving through the air it takes a while and it's maybe a little dizzy at first but then you have your bearings and you're moving along with them through the scene and when you do that now stuff has to stay in place you get an idea of where things are and it would have fixed the scene with the unbeatable boss, which just kind of feels like it's in this big wide open room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where people are or why they're stopping to talk when I, it doesn't seem like they're in cover or hiding or anything. Yeah. It, it was a real, it was hard to follow what was going on and thus hard to get invested in it. Whereas, you know, something like John wick, where you know the size of the room, you know where people are, and you know how many bullets are left. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, an extreme thing, because that is the, I would say, that is the main appeal of John Wick. Right. Uh, that's what those directors are best at. So I'm not saying decadence needs to be a John Wick level, uh, you know, display of, of understanding and execution of action scenes. But it's just the story in its own consistency within itself is just making you like expect a higher quality. Yeah. And the fact that there are these little motions that are really well done. The fact that things have weight. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that uh, when you see these kind of 3D shots moving around the 2D characters, like everyone just stays on model no matter what, which is... Mm-hmm doesn't get enough credit when things are just always on model because you know you may not notice it but your brain does right because every time something goes off model it's distracting and you mm-hmm. can't focus on what's happening i can focus on what's happening it's like i am I'm, I'm in there i'm in the story but when i'm trying to remember it i just don't hmm. it's not that it doesn't hold my attention it does that's what is so confusing <laughs> this is why I was like, why can't I remember anything? Because it holds my attention the whole time. Because there's stakes, you know. There's, there's an urgency to things. Right. 
but I, I, none of it sticks with me. And also, it has precious few moments of great uh, musical score going with the action. Mm-hmm. Like there's standout moments, like like the the first part where uh, the the big fist attacks that monster. There was great yeah. music going along with that scene, and the fight at the end with the other big monsters. Like I guess the big monster theme, whatever that one is. It's a real rousing score. But uh, other scenes, you get this kind of like generic strings and synths going with yes. the, uh, like where it's like, uh, we're, we're doing, this is a tense scene, you know. Uh, she's in danger. She doesn't know what she's getting into. It's, tense scene music one dot WAV. Yes. <laughs> it feels like you're getting that for most of the scenes, and you're even getting it when you're supposed to be getting a little hyped. Like when mm-hmm. Kabu comes in to save the day, he doesn't get a song to kind of bring him in there. It's kind of the track stays the same and he comes in and saves the day. Right. And then the music lowers when the monster's dead and you just get them reacting to it with no music whatsoever. When that's when you should be swelling things is when he saved the day and people are like, oh, wow, we did it. Uh, and then, you know, maybe bring in, you know, the... When he's thinking, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna be mad about this one. But you don't get that. So, like, yeah. the, the music has moments. The cinematography mm. has moments. Uh, and there are a few really solid endings to the episodes that are like, I can't wait for the next one. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. But they're just they don't match the pure solid execution of the work i guess like it's not the creativity isn't rising to meet the technicality if that makes sense yeah, yeah and i also uh, i mean you kind of touched on this earlier but like <laughs> consistency doesn't necessarily mean quality yes um, uh, as much as i value consistency and think it is undervalued Mm-hmm. This is a situation where it's kind of getting, I'm getting dirt kicked in my face. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I wasn't just saying it was the only thing that mattered. Right. And at least it's not like consistently bad. It, yeah, it, no. Just like you said, it's just consistently like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's consistently not there while, yeah. while, you know. Having it, elements of being there. Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting the checklist. It's just mm-hmm. missing an extra something with the visuals. But on paper, I find the story really good mm-hmm. and really exciting and interesting. And I want to see where it goes. And the fact that in episode five, the dude taking up half the poster is supposedly killed off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yep, that's interesting. I can't wait for that. And I like, you know, her getting the new bionic arm. And mm-hmm. I like... The or, and I just now just I just now remembered a battle cry. Okay. And I mean I sent it to you. Uh, oh. when when I when I was watching it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Can let me let me find it. Cause I want to get the wording right. I didn't write it down. Oh shoot. Ah, yeah, I found it. 
uh, you just sent me uh, Good Lord Episode 5 of Decadence. Yeah. The world will be free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because he was, the whole time, you know, you get that line building up to his, like, the world will be free of bugs. And then he wants him to say it, and he just says, the world will be free. And I was like, ooh, ooh. That was like, that was mm-hmm. like a, a 1984 ending. Like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> that got me fired up. So that one really stuck with me. That was great. Get the ending of episode five is the best moment of the whole show so far. Uh, and yeah. interestingly enough, one of the least interesting visually, because what's going on is it's him and one other guy and the guy shoots him. But like what yeah. happens was so good. And the fact that that's when the, when the episode ends, like that's when it's done. That was great. I'm excited yeah. for more. I'm not saying I'm not excited for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'd, I'd say that I'm sold. I'm going to watch through to the end. I just wish that there was more stuff like that time in the second little witch academia movie where, uh, Amanda does that sick slide under that car. I just wish there was more of that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the stuff where I'm like, I am never forgetting this scene because something that cool happened on screen. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like really, cause you said we're going back to the, um, we're gonna go back to the sub, uh, to finish out, and we'll just do the last six episodes, or well, I guess seven in this case. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I was thinking we might as well. Yeah. Um gonna have to see if if it really is just the main character's voice actress that's really just taking me out of it um <laughs> and also i mean like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out oh there's an episode huh. 5.5 that's just a recap episode oh jesus is that out but, no, it says uh, summer. It's it's just only available online, so it looks like it didn't actually air. Okay, but it's Good. like why 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 would you? <laughs> it's a twelve episode show, <laughs> but maybe maybe it's for people like you who who just <laughs> keep forgetting everything. No, that's possible because episode five. It's like okay, that was cool, but I don't remember everything that just happened. Yeah, I could see I, that. I I also think that maybe that's one of the reasons that I haven't really noticed that is because like, because this is my second viewing, uh, it's been jogging my memory. So I don't know. Mm. I think what really, uh, Ooh, goodness. What really takes the piss out of him supposedly being killed at the end is the fact that every freaking thumbnail for the episodes after that has him right in the middle. It's like, Oh, I guess he's alive. <laughs> I hate that. I hate I hate auto-generated thumbnails and I think every serious streaming service should hire someone to not do that. They should hire someone yeah. to scrub through pick one one part that isn't spoilery for God's sake. If there's a point in the show where you're supposed to think, "Oh, did this character make it out alive?" that means you cross them off. They are no longer allowed in any thumbnails for the rest of the show. Yes. Because or any God. promotional material in general. Exactly. Like, man, if 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 he 
supposedly dies in the middle of season one, and then there's a season two, don't put him in the freaking trailer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Stranger Things. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that that's was basically my big issue with uh, Decadence, and I guess how I'm receiving it, is that yeah. I'm just getting irritated by the fact that I'm like, well, this isn't bad. I don't think it's bad at all. So why mm-hmm. am I not... Why am I not enjoying it? Why do I have so little to say? It's because I can't remember it. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. So, but you said that you are enjoying the story so far. Yeah. Um, On paper, is, I think the story's great. In fact, I, mean, I, I, I start remembering things that I like when I look at the summary. Yeah. Because it's like... I the the thing that like struck me was just okay this is just this is this is the world before Simone takes out the spiral king. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. So it's it's kind of like the first half of Gurren Lagann. Mhm. It's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah, it has a very It's another thing that uh Kipo was making me think cuz you know it's 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 a, it's a very uh humanity underground thing which yeah. is symbolic yeah humanity being literally underground and then figuratively underground uh and then with decadence they're kind of being kept in their little their little prison their little mobile prison their little dome yeah because because even outside the decadence they've got that big old dome yeah it's it's working on the same level mm-hmm. uh, i do have uh, kind of astralust in space sorts of criticisms about okay. the world building and decadence, which is kind of like them saying the leaps in logic. Yeah, <laughs> like them saying that air pollution reached lethal levels in the twenty four hundreds, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, either it got there way sooner, or it was a solved issue. Like if we made it to the twenty four hundreds, we either fixed it. Or it happened way before the 2400s. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know, the, the, just the idea of, like, people turning into cyborgs and not just throwing away their humanity, but throwing their, away their humanity to look like friggin' Tic Tacs. Yeah, I... I really don't... If this had a prequel, it would be bad. Like, oh, yeah, this stuff has to be in the background, because if you start trying to write a story around it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) eh. there are some definite leaps in logic, but I, 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 especially if that stuff isn't like and it, it really isn't mentioned much more than just that first yeah, it's good that they blurb. it's good that they don't dwell on it much. They're kind of like, well, this is our setup, but we're not gonna get bogged down in the setup. We're yeah, just gonna really continue from dressing. that starting. Yeah, we're gonna continue from that point, and the story so far has moved along uh, in a in a very uh, authentic way. I guess. Yeah, it's just it's like don't don't worry about how we got here. Let's go forward. <clears throat> and and it's not even that I'm getting caught up on the number, the 2400s. It's more mm-hmm. like the the future technology I get them them having, but but you don't mm-hmm. have to say, you don't have <laughs> I'm 
I swear to God, I'm not just mad because they put a year to it. But I think if you just didn't put a year to it, it would work much better. Like, yeah, just because, you know, there, there's all kinds of, you know, cyberpunk, steampunk. There's these different kinds of futuristic technologies where you just take one thing to the logical extreme and let the other mm-hmm. stuff fall to the side in, in a sort of aesthetic way. Like the yeah. fact that they're wearing, you know, kind of podunk peasant clothes, but they have a giant mobile mech city. It's like and a freaking like actual working prosthetic. Yeah, like I that stuff works. It's it's appealing visually, and it, and it gets uh, it's not just appealing visually. That this is I don't I don't want to be that guy. Um, mm-hmm. it's also it, it gets the point across that this is kind of a, an imbalanced world. Yeah, like things have been thrown out of balance because we have prosthetics, but still just you know raggedy clothes. It's mm-hmm. like. That part works. It gets that point across, whether it's intentional or not. I mean, that's those those kinds of settings are always in like in flux, like they're in the middle yeah. of something. They're in the middle of an upheaval. Right. I mean, when you look at Soviet technology, that's why it's so interesting, like Soviet computers mm-hmm. and like a Soviet synthesizer is so weird because it's like, yeah. I mean, we know y'all had bigger problems, <laughs> but this is cool. <laughs> this is pretty cool in retrospect. I mean, the whole, the whole idea of the USSR having a space program is mm-hmm. literally will never stop being interesting. Like the fact that a cosmonaut existed when they could not even figure out how to farm <laughs> it was like, Ooh, that's cool. Uh, and it's it's cool to to write stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But putting a year on it, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It makes it to be like, okay, now you're now you're trying too hard. <laughs> like when they okay, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article, but it says destruction of ninety percent of the world's population. I'm like ninety percent. Why ninety percent? Because that's a hard number. <laughs> Why not just say most? <laughs> most of the world's population. Just say most. So so this is this is just him in backlash to all forms of math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's me being really nitpicky. Yeah. Like definitely. For, for sure. But um <laughs> I guess it's because the world building is nitpicky. Like yeah, it's and, getting and, awfully specific. When I don't think it needs to be specific at all. I think it would work better if it just wasn't. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I don't think the background. Okay, I haven't watched the whole show. But for the first five episodes, you don't need to even have the post-apocalyptic background at all. All of this stuff just works on its own. Like, I understand and I get it. I'm following along. Uh, Yeah. This doesn't even have to be on Earth. In fact, the one thing... uh, I mean, uh, there's, there's one point where, like... I mean, I, I think this was in one of the first five episodes. I, but when the when the father is like showing her slides of like the old world, that's and true. Saying, that's true. Like, okay. People used to live in these in these cities, even though they're ruins now. And, like people used to be able to go to these waterfalls and like yeah, actually yeah. see them outside of the safety of a decadence. Yeah. Um, and it's like that. I think that that was, I that should have been all of the. 
backstory that you need because like there just from my recollection of the rest of the story there's really no need for you to have any of that other um like knowledge like it doesn't really matter yeah i mean sure you you'd want to know where in the heck these wacky tic tacs came from yeah but <laughs> like at the same well, time but you could i think you actually i mean you intuit we've seen this isn't the first time we've seen something like this so you can kind right. of intuit where it's going. Yeah. I think they just maybe wanted to dispel the idea that they're aliens, but even then, it, it wouldn't make much of a difference if they were aliens. It really, it really wouldn't. So, In fact... Because even aliens can have humanity. Yeah, and even humanity can become alien. Right. So, eh. Eh. I say, I'd say it, it isn't even particularly necessary. Uh, I mean, of course, like I said, I'm nitpicking, but it just seems like eh, that kind of world building brings it down just a little bit. Yeah. And not as bad as Astro Lost in Space, where like the ending twist hinged on something that was completely unbelievable. <laughs> just completely illogical. <laughs> yeah. So after World War Three, humanity decided war's bad. We won't do it anymore. And it's like. Mm, why not didn't we do that after the first two though <laughs> it's like what changed i mean we the did... first one was called the war to end all wars yeah <laughs> it's like uh, but we did that if only <laughs> twice we did it in fact surprisingly close together we did <laughs> and we didn't stop wars after World War II either. We're still doing them things. <laughs> and then also the just complete madness of, yeah, these people came in and shattered our worldview and we were just fine with it. Have you played Metal Gear Solid 4? I have not. Okay. Those are good games. But mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 4, I think, is an example of... Lots of time, attention to detail, and just thinking things through when someone needs the ending to be, war's over. Like, when someone needs to have, like, a definitive end. When you're like, okay, I'm going to create a a non-fiction mythos that will run alongside real history, and I'll make it to where I can convincingly have things end. At a certain point where it's like all of these players that have kind of been going at this throughout history, I'm going to convincingly have them arrive at a conclusion like Kojima wrote the ending of like the 20 and 21st 20th and 21st centuries like war stories. And he did the freaking work. That's the opposite of what this is. And obviously, I'm not asking everyone to be Kojima. That would be impossible. There's only one of also, him. Also, he's kind of nuts. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's uh, he's the right kind of nuts for him. And it only works for him. But I, I guess I just to illustrate... I still want to play Death Stranding. <laughs> I think you should I... play Death Stranding. You should play it. I still know nothing about it. I, I said before aside that you, from the monster can. <laughs> I said before that it, from what I was seeing, it wasn't worth it, and it's definitely not going to be worth it for me. Uh, the gameplay, mm-hmm. I I'm 
just in, in disbelief that the gameplay is what it is. Uh, and like I've said before, uh, I don't know if I've said it on here, but the story of a video game is not the narrative. It's not the script. Like mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid's story is me figuring out the trick to beating a boss. That's the story. That's the story of a video game. The the player's growth, not the character leveling up, not you getting a new piece of equipment. That's not the story. Right. Uh, but when it comes to narratives, Kojima, uh, he's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely um, different than everyone else. He, he's different. He's good in his own way. Uh, and yeah. when he's made people mad, <laughs> it's different than when other people make them mad. Like Halo 5 makes people mad in not the same way that uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 makes people mad. There's there's kind of a feeling of Kojima flipping everyone off <laughs> when he makes them mad and like smiling. <laughs> like he's not mad about it, but he means it. And then like when you get Halo 5, it's like, what did you You broke it. How'd you do that? You should know better. Like you're mad at a child with Halo 5, whereas like with Metal Gear Solid 5, it's like. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah. Uh just gonna say, you know, I'm just I'm nitpicking at this point, so uh I'm looking yeah. forward to more decadence. I'm looking to see how this all pans out. Yeah, it's gonna be weird going back to the to the sub. I don't uh, expect things to get much different in the visual area. Uh I'm no. hoping for a great ending because they've shown that they can they can do partial endings really well when they go for it so uh, i would say of course you know you know what the ending is yes i i would say aside from there's one misstep that i that i'm thinking of specifically uh you're talking about like a a misstep as far as this wasn't done well or this uh maybe isn't the right message well no, no no i think I think the message is, I mean, from from my first viewing, uh, I think that my the message is good. I think there's one thing that they did on execution. Okay, gotcha. That that's less like, worrying. That didn't undercut it, uh, but at the same time, it was like, y- why why'd you do that? <laughs> like this could have taken a couple a couple extra passes. Well, uh, <laughs> I can't. A- everything I say, you're like. Eh. <laughs> It would make a lot more sense once once we get there. All right. Well, we'll get there. There's there's a decision that they make that it's like, I think it would have been better had you chosen not to do that. Gotcha. Even though it doesn't really like add or take away much. It's just like, I I wish that you wouldn't have done that because it makes this thing as a whole more meaningful. Okay. So. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll know what that is. In two weeks, because next week we're doing Trigun. Yes, which I have had a lot of fun going back and watching. Dude, like <laughs> it is, it is somehow more fun than I remember it. I am like legitimately like guffawing at some of the things that are being said. It's seriously funny, and like Johnny Young Bosch's delivery, like his laugh, his loud, <laughs> high pitched, like breathless laugh. <laughs> fake laugh too yes 
the fake laugh is somehow funnier. It's it's such an anomaly in the time where it came out. Like the voice acting is just also I I don't remember finding um Millie so charming. Yeah, that was. Just we'll get to this. We'll get to this next but, week. But was, like, well, so it's Millie and oh my gosh, what's her name? I, Meryl, Derringer Meryl, and uh, Stun Meryl, Gun Millie. Meryl Strife. I love uh-huh. that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, oh, everything in Trigun is full of good names, but uh, Millie, like. I guess it's because Millie is obviously not the character that's there to appeal to a teenaged boy. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's another character and she's not been specifically constructed for that. Unlike mm-hmm. Vash and the preacher and Meryl in a way, because you know, Meryl's Meryl's more traditionally attractive. Whereas mm-hmm. like, but like going back to it, Millie's extremely charming in every mm-hmm. scene she's in. And I don't remember that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't remember liking this this much. Ah, uh, it's so good. She's also as tall as Vash. She's eye to eye with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's towering. I just love, I love how the whole. I'm like, we're, we're, I'm just having this discussion now, whereas yeah. I should probably wait. Right, right, right. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll do that next time. And yeah. uh, that'll be next week. And oh. uh, we don't have to worry about the the Roni taking out Trigun. We'll we'll definitely just be able to watch that as it is. If the Roni does take out Trigun, we got some bigger. Oh issues. yeah, oh, oh, this sums happened, y'all. <laughs> there, all is not quiet on the Western. I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll so, see y'all next week. So, well, well, real quick, in saying this, I know that I am kind of like creating a paradox oh but boy you can you can tell <laughs> you can tell that fire force has lost its charm when we go an entire episode talking about fire force and not mentioning devil may cry and we have done that multiple episodes in a row <laughs> dude i <laughs> i I'm not going to
人生いら。